in the world of the 24-hour news cycle, where every story is given the same amount of urgency and magnitude, one podcast dares to say, uh, hold on just a second. This week and every week, we look back at the headlines, moments, and trends from six months ago, and we ask our panel, let's process this. I'm your host, Chris Pappas. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Let's Process This. We are super excited to have two of our favorite guests back on from last season, Jonathan Foster and J.W. Crumb. Jonathan Foster, of course, a freelance producer, writer, musical theater nerd, and pizza connoisseur. Currently residing in Brooklyn, New York, his favorite things are watching the newest season of Survivor, talking about drag race, and listening to his favorite podcast, Let's Process This. We also have J.W. Crump joining us, an actor, comedian, game show designer, and one of the hosts of the highest rated top model podcast on iTunes, Pod Liam. That's top model spelled backwards, from what I understand. All right. We open each of our show with our first section, which is chronically online, when we invite our guests to bring us something from their algorithm. So we'll start with Jonathan Foster. Jonathan, what did you bring to us this week from your side of the internet? I do a lot of doom scrolling, and I got, I clicked I clicked an ad recently that was like a personality test, and it was something something along the lines of like, how does your your like star sign equate to like your productivity problems yes so science yeah it, yeah it was it was really uh you know somebody who has a phd definitely wrote the test and it obviously was stupid and it doesn't matter what it said it doesn't matter what it said but it started an algorithm train of now every ad is just like a personality test and i screenshotted one it was literally like is your procrastination trauma a result of a, having a distant mother at childhood? Click this test to find out now. <laughs> America, I was shook. <laughs> that is so specific. So what specific. light, fluffy content you click through? I so, know, right? <laughs> do you have to take the quiz if it's that's if it's already giving you the answer? It's, I feel like it's a leading quiz. <laughs> Every uh, I, I obviously didn't click it because I don't want to confuse my algorithm anymore but it was funny because literally when the email came out i was thinking about like well what's in my algorithm doom scrolling and that was like one of the first things that popped up i was like all right there's definitely something to be said for making sure that your algorithm doesn't think you're too sad <laughs> yes because yes. the algorithm yes. my algorithm sometimes especially on tiktok kind of tells me how i'm doing oh absolutely. when i'm getting a lot of positive content i'm like oh my gosh i'm having a great week y'all <laughs> And then sometimes it'll be like, have you ever thought about what happens after? I'm like, <laughs> what did I do? What did I like? What did I say? I'm never thinking about what happens after. I'm trying to think about, well, I'm just trying not what to happened think. Six I'll be totally ago? honest. Yeah, I, I am constantly thinking about what happened six months ago. Wow. Look at brand boy Jonathan Foster. <laughs> I mean, look, his favorite podcast is Let's Process This. I listen to every episode. Thank you. So does my mother. I actually have li listened to every episode, too. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it warms my heart. Yeah. I, I won't make that promise forever, but I've done it right now. For right now. this recording. We'll take it. We'll take it. All right, JW. That's the perfect segue. Let's head on into <laughs> your side of the internet. What did you bring in for us? Have either of you heard about the YouTuber drama between Jack's film and SS Sniper Wolf? 
Okay. So this, <laughs> this is not your normal YouTuber drop. The, the, the paused, shocked faces I got, listeners, just so you know, there was 80 seconds, 80 <laughs> seconds of silence that we had to edit out. So Jack's Films, it has been making content for a while criticizing sniper wolf okay okay sniper wolf makes this very low effort content where she takes TikToks and other things does a side by side and heavy quotation marks reacts to them but she doesn't credit the users she often even edits it out and her reactions are like this here i'll give it to you in three two one that's crazy wow like it's nothing. Wow. So she's getting millions upon millions of views. She's one of the most subscribed to and watched people on YouTube. So Jax Films, who's a very smart creator, made a parody account where he reacts to her non-reactions. <laughs> and he started playing bingo games because she basically with his like users live, he made it really fun and honestly probably got her more views. She was very upset by this and she doxed him. <gasps> And he found out on a live stream because she posted I'm outside his house on her IG stories. And he was live with a bunch of other creators. And they're like, hey, I think she's actually outside your house. And like it was this crazy thing where you saw it kind of happening live. And then she was very, she posted the address. She posted, I believe she posted the address. Let's say allegedly the address, but she definitely posted a picture of the house he and his wife live as well as posted a follow-up where she it was her and i think your sister maybe a friend who were like we show up at your house unexpectedly what are you gonna do like making fun of it and rightfully so every youtube comment creator is like you never did anything wrong never broke any rules you doxed him that is literally what the definition of this is youtube has to do something to like punish you essentially like you got to uh -huh. be demonetized you should be deplatformed and it took so many people shouting at YouTube to even get them to temporarily do it. And at this point of recording, she's issued a very like PR-ish apology in my, in my uh, opinion, where she basically just said like, I should have talked to him directly. I'm like, no, you shouldn't have done anything. <laughs> yeah, because nothing you do matters. That might sound harsh, but I'm gonna stand by it. Never seen her content, but it does not sound like anything she does matters and a lot of people were making the thing too like she hit even if you think her content like jack's films if you think her content is garbage it is but she hit the youtube lottery she does she shows videos and pictures of her mansions and all this stuff youtube is going to protect her because they want all those views they want that yeah. ad revenue they want whatever and she's getting it too she should just been like oh someone hates me and they're making more content about me honestly probably just better for me it's and she for the fire and he never said anything like personal it was very like i watched a couple of them in preparation for this like to make uh -huh. sure that you know and he's was very kind he was just trying to point out that this is like the worst of youtube um so anyway and now people are having a debate right now about youtube and how it keeps its creators responsible you know what yeah. what is youtube's role as a company when creators within the platform do something like this right because at the end of the day the platforms are going to be kumbaya as much as they want to be but at the the bottom line is the almighty dollar and your attention that's yeah. the real currency here that's the power it was fascinating to me because this is one of the few 
dramas that was like an actual crime and also one of the rare instances where i was following it as it was unfolding damn and it was scary like when you you see his reaction when his friends show him on a live stream that she's outside of his house truly terrified like he's confused and doesn't know what to do if there is a time for that robot dog that we talked about last episode yeah it was right there honestly get the ring doorbell sponsorship jack hello hello wait can i ask you do they live in the same city or was it like crazy where she's like i flew here from toronto she said something like i was here for filming and i happened to be near jack's film's house so that seems like a sus explanation for why you were there but i do not believe they live close by normally and then at some point she was like i didn't dox him anyone can google his home address i was like that's that's not it's fascinating and it had this you know i think doxing is one of the scariest things that can happen to you online and it really feels like the internet because it's the internet people are going to find you if they want to find you you mm-hmm. know and but as soon as you make that available and you have like millions of fans which it just, it just takes one crazy yeah to do something you know and it's just oosh i really hope youtube uses this as a time to reflect on what they need to do and put some protocols in place for when stuff like this inevitably happens in the future. They won't. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Spoiler alert. Spoiler. I'm I'm invited to be on the podcast six months from now. And I'm like, wow, that really burned to the ground. YouTube just fully just doxed me for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) And YouTube did nothing. (laughs) Our first topic of the day, to paraphrase a popular theme song from our youth, it's the election that never ends. For two years, the Fox news network aired lies about dominion voting machines specifically that they threw the election to joe biden and while that defamation lawsuit cost fox news 787 million dollars it was priceless for us because we got to see leaked emails and text messages from the top brass at fox let's review some of the highlights shall we Rudy is such an idiot, show host Laura Ingram stated in a text message in 2021. Or Rupert Murdoch admitting, maybe Sean and Laura went too far on the topic of election fraud. And finally, it's not how white men fight. An iconic message from Tucker Carlson in reference to Trump supporters beating up a protester. I'll ask my guests the question we're all thinking. Are you ready for your group chats to be leaked? (laughs) I feel like mine, since so many of them are like queer and gay group threads, it would take like its own translator for straight people to understand a word of what any of us are saying. (laughs) Oh, it's it's fully like the UN. The jury is like has all those little earpieces hooked up and like they're nodding, they're like nodding along. And it goes on for like 17 minutes and they're like, oh, that's what yes means in this case. Wow, what a rich culture. (laughs) I think what was fascinating about this is from what I remember about it, it was at the time, and I'm sure still, the most expensive public settlement Mm -hmm. of a defamation Mm -hmm. case, right? And they were basically about to go to trial. They were always day of. The jury was there, and they got dismissed. And I think everyone, I think I read something where judge like kind of applauded everyone for just like look none of you want to go to this trial this is poorly (laughs) because this would have been this is fascinating because i i imagine the alternate timeline right Mm -hmm. the butterfly effect Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. this went to trial and for four to six weeks we just 
heard all these texts and emails super publicly, I feel like all of us would have been glued to our screens. Because the problem with this stuff being released internet only, Mm -hmm. like how we know that X, nay Twitter, is only used by 21% of people and maybe less now. That's an old statistic. I feel like so many people didn't actually see any of this. Y'all, I didn't see any of these text messages until you sent that article really this afternoon. Literally, I was reading, I stopped working. I stopped working for an hour and just popped some popcorn and just, I was like, I can't believe they're saying this. That's insane to me. How did nobody, and that's why Fox did it. That's literally why Fox was like, all right, we just need to settle out of court. This is just what leaked. This is just what what leaked. (laughs) I read somewhere that it was probably going to be more closer to like a five-month trial, given all of the the things that they had against Fox. The other thing that really struck me was that, so they originally asked for $1.6 billion, and Fox's net worth is like, 2.3 2.3 billion something like that so yeah. them being forced to pay almost a billion dollars like we're talking about like 700 and almost 90 half million, a, half a billion dollars basically that gutted fox news as just like a corporation like that in and of itself i'm surprised they're still standing and then also that they have other lawsuits trailing behind dominion that are basically the a copy paste of this yeah oh yeah there's another there's another voting machine uh lawsuit uh defamation lawsuit and at least we forget this did lead to the firing of one tucker carlson um and like if there was a garbage fire if there was a garbage fire on (laughs) on fox it was i mean it's all garbage fire but he was like king of the garbage fire chris he wasn't all garbage fire he did give us Sexy boots. Sexy boots. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners of the podcast might recall from season one when we talked about when everybody railed against the green M&M for a good week and a half. I'm still processing it. Still processing. <laughs> I'm, I'm still processing when I had a student look at the billboard in Times Square and go, look at that grizzly. <gasps> Did I not talk about this? last season not that keep i that know in. of yeah keep, i keep yeah. that in that's an offensive yeah. word keep it in i had a i had a student <laughs> behind me go mm, look at that grissy <laughs> i mean that person could work that into a type five <laughs> expand the lore <laughs> i think the main thing that's going to be interesting to see about this is actually with the next upcoming presidential election Right. I know none of us want to necessarily get ourselves emotionally prepared for that right now. We've still got some time. (laughs) A year. But, you know, given all that they had to pay out, given the people that ended up getting fired, let go, removed from the, the station, I wonder if it'll impact at all how things are covered by the station because if they can't do some if they they can do something like this but it, i mean they can't pay out that amount again that is not something they can afford as a company to keep paying out mm-hmm. and also rupert murdoch stepped down or announced he was stepping down which i mm-hmm. think is the bigger thing yeah the problem there is is that his younger the son that he wants to leave everything to is also terrible 
awful. He's a monster. Sure. I'm sure the person who replaced Tucker Carlson in that time slot isn't an angel in disguise, but <laughs> it's just Rachel Maddow in a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> it's it just it's just a machine that just says allegedly over and over again yeah. so they don't get sued. I remember there were so many people who were like, I'll never watch whoever replaces him. And I'm like, you probably will. You probably will. <laughs> it's somebody uh, named Jesse Waters from Breaking Bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> it's Jesse from Breaking Bad, allegedly. Please don't sue us. I think, JW, that you bring up an interesting point because I'm thinking about it from the angle of like so many of their followers like really believe these lies. And that's why Fox was so easily like ready to make these like false statements. Now, with the invent of AI and like all of the crazy misinformation that's already out there, I feel like in some ways, corporations like Fox could be emboldened a bit to be like, to continue like sending out these lies because it's like truth is not really a, a standard thing anymore. And and the way that our politics and media are, are like Venn diagrammed is it's very it's gonna get even harder to to tell the fake I information. I hear apart. you and but I'm optimistic that this will is actually gonna cause the opposite. Because oh, yeah, I, okay. they can lie. Yeah. They can lie way before AI. AI is yeah. just a new lie. Who cares? Totally. But now knowing that lawsuits and 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 suing them can happen successfully, mm -hmm. I'm optim cautiously, cautiously optimistic because I know they'll try. Mm -hmm. That they'll have to be a little bit more careful because now it's going to be you don't want to be the anchor you don't want to be the correspondent you don't want to be the writer whoever mm -hmm. who gets them sued again because then you lose your job and i just wonder if 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 people are going to be a little bit more trepidatious about like the big lie i hear that I hear it's that. it's going to be walking that fine line between like yes we are we are pro-trump pro-authoritarianism versus we are totally down the rabbit hole of q anonymous yeah, mm -hmm. and we'll be we'll see if they're able to walk that. I mean, the thing too is is like, uh, you know, the thing that was leaked from all these text messages were that they wanted to throw Trump under the bus. Uh, yeah. At the end of the day, he is what makes them money. That's the thing. If another person came along and did that, though, Trump would be gone. You know what I mean? If someone replaced the attention mm -hmm. that Trump gives Fox News. They don't care about Trump specifically, in my opinion. That That's the thing. And Maybe I'm like, wrong. I mean, I could be wrong. But again, those text messages lead you to believe. Oh, not so much. yeah. They're very well aware of the lie that they're telling. And they're just kind of like, well, what do we got to do? Because if we tell the people the truth, then they don't listen to us. They're a bunch of children who don't like to eat their vegetables. You know, I, I, like, so we don't give them vegetables. I also looked it up because I was like, <laughs> how much? I was like, how much did Biden win by? So because of our wonderful electoral college, which we can go into at another time. Biden won the election by 45,000 votes in like th by three or four states. So it's kind of this one of these things where I'm just like, if we if we were going to cheat, we didn't do it very well. We didn't do a good job. Yeah. And also it's kind of like, you know, oh, it's, you know, these people went in and voted for Trump and it switched their votes. I'm like, but also people don't vote. That's like something that's like iconically true. About yes. 
Yeah, something like only like 38% of Americans voted in the last election, something crazy like that. Which is so funny after all that, because we all we have all of these, all of these announcements that's the biggest voter turnout ever. Well, the midterms will never be the same. And it's still like 48%. You're like, well, yeah, fact check me because I might be wrong. But I feel like it was something like extremely low like that. Or maybe like that's what av average turnout is. And yeah. for this one, it was a little bit higher. So it was exciting. I, oh, it was higher. It was it was it was actually 68 percent of oh, the eligible voting population turned out wow. in the 2020 which look is ai now look at me learning I, in real time i love it but the <laughs> but like but the reason why we hear that like 38 percent number all the time is because there are also off year elections and yeah. that's when it's like oh 15 percent of people showed up and now we have somebody that nobody and it's like well, right. and, yeah. another uh, i will say that reading those text messages today it was a fun it was a fun little journey because this morning cindy sydney powell was in is in the news today being the lawyer who uh one of trump's lawyers who in the uh, georgia racketeering case who turned and like mm. pleaded guilty do you all know about this yeah sydney powell kenneth cheeseboro and <laughs> Jenna Ellis, she yeah. cried on the. I'm just gonna put. Cried. I know this is something we're gonna talk about in six months, but she cried yeah. on the stand today. <laughs> she cried. She cried. cried. She cried. But it's cried. funny. See, it's funny. Like, or it, not funny. I have a big problem, and we'll get to this in the next segment about like being gaslit and told that like what I'm seeing isn't really happening. And I feel like when the whole like a lot of those those lies were being propagated out by Sidney Powell. A lot of like the 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 theories about the voter fraud and all that stuff was really pushed to Trump's ear and then to the fucking world was programmed by her. And so watching her or hearing about her today pleading guilty and being like, I knew all along that it was a lie, gave me a little bit of shot in Freud. Just a little bit. A lot of it. Yeah, no, it it is it is nice to, to yeah, to hear these people like have to like lit they literally have to write a letter of apology to they the to people write... of georgia oh oh embarrassing oh, it's like, yeah. it's like, oh my gosh it's like, like what are they in detention it is Gross. it's so it is like it is kind of like yeah it, it does take you back to like like eighth grade and it's like ooh, that's that's and cringe and that's like ooh, that's rough that's <laughs> like, the thing more of do? our court cases should have cringe punishments yeah <laughs> because people would stop <laughs> they would stop we need to like f i want to like film her like sit down on this desk take your number two dixon ticonderoga soft point and write this out yeah. <laughs> right now <laughs> you know yeah. we want to see you cringe we want to see that you don't know how to how to spell correctly some of the bigger words and then you're going to come stand out in front of the courthouse and you're going to read this apology out loud <laughs> in front of the whole state i assume you said courthouse it really sounded like cornhouse and so then it made it a southern moment where yeah, she went silo. out of, well, get every, yeah the silo she's out for the silo funny. like sorry y'all she's southern now <laughs> um sorry <laughs> i did what my mama would call a whoopsie doodle <laughs> Our next story takes us to Montana, and it's not just a state that I once cried inside of a tent in. Oh, Chris. <laughs> That's a longer story. <laughs> We're still processing. We're still processing. <laughs> I'm still processing my time in Montana. Yellowstone's beautiful. That state tried to kill me. Anyway, April of 2023, Republicans in state houses across the country started to find the First Amendment right to free speech, particularly pesky. 
In Tennessee, three lawmakers were censured, with two being removed, only to win their seats back almost immediately because they advocated for gun safety. While up in Montana, Democratic Rep. Zoe Zephyr stood her ground to speak out against laws before the legislator that would have banned gender-affirming care. Yes, by having the audacity to point out that Republican lawmakers will have blood on their hands for passing laws that will criminalize health care, Rep. Zoe Zephyr upset the supermajority of the party of small government by calling out lies that tell you what health care your child and your doctor can decide on. So, guess, how do we feel about people coming in and telling us what we can discuss with our doctors? Ugh. <laughs> a good summary. I was going to say, let's start uh, with John. You talked about being gaslit earlier. So do you want to speak yeah, on that? Yeah. I just, I, I feel like whenever, whenever this happened, I got, it was something that like upset me so much that I had to like put my phone down and like get off of the news for the day and like take a walk around because like. This is why you didn't see those text messages. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So pissed. No, that, um, that, that like. I remember when this happened being like, how do they not see this? Like, how do, does, does like the, the 64 Republicans out of like 90 in the Congress, uh, in the Montana Congress vote to silence a trans woman from talking about gender affirming care? It infuriated me so much. And not only, not only that they're like trying to silence, they worse, they censored her, they silenced her. It's not only that, it's that then she's not allowed to talk for the rest of the session. And even though th her statements were, were not hyperbolic, I think that, that she said, she like said something along the lines of like, when you're praying and you have your eyes closed, I hope you see the blood on your hands or your, your head bowed. I hope you see the blood on your hands. And that caused such an uproar. And she's like, no, like this literally happened. I have trans people in my district that say my government doesn't want me and they try to kill themselves. Like that's, that's what's happening. And the like, the power of these old, rich, Christian, straight, white men that are running the house in Montana, it is just, it, it is so infuriating that, that they are able to take any kind of dignity away from people who do not fit in their box of like, what a what a an American should look like. See, but this is why I'm so glad that we are currently in an age where these speeches, these sessions are videoed. They yes. Are put on, they're put publicly online, social media websites, other sources. Do either of you follow Erin Reed, who is now Zoe's fiance? Um, it's I think it's on TikTok. She's Erin in the morn, Erin in the mm -hmm. morning. I followed this from Erin's lens. And obviously she was talking about this. Zoe's a very close person to her and they're in a relationship. And she does these cool things by the, again, it's Erin, E-R-I-N, in the morn. I, I recommend anyone on TikTok follow her. She does this cool thing where she backlights all of her individual TikToks with red, green, or blue. Red is for negative LGBTQ news. Green is for positive and blue is from like more neutral stuff. So if you're only able that day to look at certain stuff, you have a oh, signal immediately. Oh, wow. It's really, it's really cool. She does great work, but I was watching this because she was reporting on this news like she would normally, but it was also very personal. Ugh. And it was fascinating to see it from that personal perspective. But also I was like, this is why 
right now, I actually think that the power is being diminished by those people who try to censor and otherwise silence people because like Chris mentioned with the other people that were, they tried to remove, they got their seats back very quickly. Mm -hmm. But I think there was a time where we would have just been ignorant of all of this. A hundred percent. I mean, and that's not even that long ago. Like we're talking like 20 years, maybe not even. Yeah. Yeah. Three months, six months. What's this podcast? (laughs) Six months ago. Uh, But I, so I do think that's that power is dwindling a little bit. Now, unfortunately, there are so many complex layers of laws and rules and things that other groups who want to silence people can weaponize. Mm -hmm. You know, we're still having so many ongoing conversations about things like redlining and gerrymandering that silence voters all the time and that's just stuff that we can't get rid of we can't get rid of it yeah um, but i mean we can but i'm just saying just so anyone conceptually we could that tangent aside it was devastating to watch this happen for such a passionate person who to your point foster was talking about something that was very individually important to them mm-hmm. but also you know you you mentioned how can you silence how can you like try to get rid of that voice on this issue that's why because it was working right that's why that you know from a uh morals aside because the moral choice would be like obviously let that person speak on that issue that's so near and dear to them that they have first-hand knowledge about and none of you do yeah but that's why they wanted to silence zoe the last thing we want is for her to be able to speak and gain empathy from somebody and make yeah because sometimes it's that one vote difference where someone's like well you know i'm gonna listen to representative zephyr Mm -hmm. yeah it just takes that one vote we've seen that before where, where someone makes an impassioned plea and it gets through to that one person who is on the other side. So that's why they needed to, I was glad to see in the follow-ups, I read a follow-up interview where someone was asking uh, representative Zephyr, like what she was doing now. And basically yeah. she's just doing a ton of behind the scenes conversations because even though she unfortunately can't be in, on the floor doing these things that, you know, she can still work towards stuff and basically says like, I tell all my you know fellow people, that I let me be a resource. Yeah, I'm going to do something crazy. I'm going to center cis people in the middle of this conversation. But oh. I think it's, what we are beginning to see is also what'll be a backlash against healthcare for everyone. Uh, we're seeing it with abortion. We're seeing it, and we're going to be seeing it with gender affirming care as well. Um, it's like hormone blockers. You don't have to be trans to require hom- hormone blockers. Breast reductions, hormone treatments. Viagra. These are all forms of gender affirming care. Uh, And all of a sudden you're throwing up barriers to people about things that are extremely personal that like, okay, now I as a doctor, no, I cannot suggest any of this to you because I do not know if this will land me in jail. Uh, And they can sit there and be like, oh, we're protecting youth. We're protecting you. But it's like, no, the laws you were making are so sweeping Mm -hmm. in general that it is an effect on all of us, not just this one specific group. And I remember in West Virginia, they spent all this time and money and resource and they passed a block on gender affirming care and it ultimately affected one teenager in West Virginia. And I'm like, how sad and small do you have to be to spend all of your time 
to literally stop one teenager in West Virginia from running, let's go with track. I can't remember what exactly which sport it was, but it's just like, how how can you sit here and pretend like you're doing any kind of good work? It's bizarre to me. I think that it like it that's the I hope I'm not alienating your listeners. I like there is a lot of deep seated hatred that is like rooted in Christianity and like the the like the ability to say that like well I was able to to I was able to stop something that is like abnormal from happening and like like that means so much more to them because they think that they're going to go to heaven for it than then yeah what you said of like let it fucking go let them run track <laughs> like yeah. this this is it's crazy that people are 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 putting so much time and effort into something that is like you said chris like so insignificant like it's the easiest community to pick on because there are so few and we're also we're also starting to see more articles about like Oh, well, this, this woman over here, she's six foot two. How can I guarantee that she's a, a woman? And it's like, right. yeah, we're starting to see a lot of those headlines where people are like, someone was mistaken for a trans person yeah. and got in some ways, shape or form persecuted mm. uh, and bigotry thrust at them. And it's like, and yeah, you're just like, yeah, y'all, this is going to have such widespread negative effects for. Yeah you know people beyond just the community you're supposed to target and it's bad that they're targeting that community to be clear but like it, it it's even the way they're doing the stuff that i wholeheartedly disagree with that they're doing it's also myopic it's so short-sighted the way they're mm -hmm. going about all of this stuff but yeah i think to your point i think it's rooted in a lot of things but i think at the end of the day most politicians are in the game to get reelected. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think if they, for some constituents in some places, in some regions can point to, we did this anti-trans thing, they are thinking that will garner them votes. Or the opposite of if I say that I didn't vote to ban it, then I technically voted in support of it, and then I will definitely lose. Right, either or. Like, yeah. And yeah. so I feel like a lot of people, unfortunately, throw their actual... I would be fascinated, and I this is not possible, if every politician could actually say, could know, like, we could get the, the word from them. Like, what is your actual thought on this? In no way, shape, or form will anyone ever know, and it will not affect your reelection. How many people really it's care? It's the culture war choice du jour of the moment. Uh, mm -hmm. The in quote trans issue, and all we can do is continue to shine a light on it, and you know, amen. Shine, shine a light, and just point out the hypocrisy, point out the hate. Um, and continue to support the people who we need to support. That's the that's what I was gonna say. I think it's also important, and something I've been trying to be much do much more due diligence on is to really look into the individual people I'm voting for on every level, and what their thoughts around that particular issue is, because some people will surprise you mm. with their voting record, and so look into stuff, especially with local elections and things like that, and just vote. Just vote. Get these people out of office. But probably not for Adams. Anyway, uh... <laughs> you don't like robot subway cop? <laughs> but they almost look like dogs. They're so kickable. I'm going to say this right now.
I know we don't have time for this, but when it rains so hard in New York, I wish with all my heart and soul <laughs> that someone had had one video clip of that robot bobbing up and down <laughs> in the streets of New York. <laughs> I wasn't programmed to swim! Oh, oh. Climate change like- is coming straight for that robot. <laughs> It's the Roaring Twenties here in America, and while in a hundred years I don't think anybody will choose this particular Twenties to travel to in an icebreaker game at summer camp, it's clear that history echoes as we deal with our own version of prohibition. In April of 2023, Delaware, the first state, became the 22nd state to legalize marijuana. Despite the objections of the Democratic governor, he signed it into law saying, basically saying, I'm only doing this because I'm tired of talking about it. Relatable content. (laughs) Will the rest of the U.S. follow or will we forever be stuck in a billion dollar industry that operates only in cash? I actually want to take this to JW because like the way this governor described this, he basically was like, oh my God, you nerds. I'm done. I'm saying this Yeah, let law. me say it right now. Smoke them if you got them. Don't care. <laughs> As someone who doesn't smoke pot and isn't part of, like, weed culture at large, my friends who are stoners have talked so much less about marijuana, and it is a treat and a delight. So many of them have had to get a second hobby, and it is wild how many people have gained skills now. <laughs> And I'm gonna, Foster's one of them, and he knows this because yeah. I've said this whole thing to his face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. I'm going to say, no, under no pretense am I. I had a, I had a job in the cannabis field before it was legal, we'll say it like that. And when it became legal, nobody needed my job anymore. And so I had to find an entirely new job. And my new job is a lot more fun. And I'm thankful that weed is now legal in New York City because of that. New York State. New York State. Because New York State. I have a personality again. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. And it's been amazing. It's given it's given men persona give men personalities again. That's yeah. what legalizing marijuana will do. I didn't know you could have so much energy, Foster. Oh. <laughs> like when I'm around you now, you're like, ba-da-da-da. Whereas before you're like, oh man, I'm a roof. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm a not roof? all over the city meeting all kinds he of He loves crazy smoking on that roof. Oh. <laughs> Now, let me say this. I just had a combo about this very topic one or two weeks ago. And with a large five or six group of folks, it's interesting to me, and this is not specific to Delaware. It's obviously about New York State. But some people are still confused about how you procure, where you can, what the logistics are. So I will say, whoever, whatever entity is in charge of explaining this has not done a great job in my opinion. Oh, <laughs> because it seems like the confusion level is still great for many. Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess technically again, the story is technically about Delaware, but you know, they just legalized it. We'll talk about New York because that's where we live. And it's one of our podcasts and we can talk about what we want. Uh yeah, no, basically too long didn't read version. Basically they're like weed's legal. Here are six licenses, and also yeah. now we're stopping them. And also, there's illegal bodegas everywhere, and it's just like I. And you have to get a Pokemon card, and technically you buy the card, but actually you get the weed as a bonus gift, and you're yeah. like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of backwards, ba- a lot of backwards stuff. This store has a troll. The troll will give you three riddles, and also mm-hmm. there's a goat. It's like, but the goat has nothing to do with it. <laughs> You're just high <laughs> from the troll. From the, from the troll. It's it's just such an interesting phenomenon because like weed has been around 
for so long. Oh, here's his old personality. And it's almost like, yeah, it's coming back. Um, and it's, it's almost like <laughs> when they announced that it was like, okay, fine. It's no longer like a felony to have weed, but you can't sell it. But everybody's like, well, then how am I going to get it? Right. It's very right. much kind of like, so it's, so it's very much like the government doesn't really, cause it's, these laws are being made by old stuffy rich white christian men who don't smoke weed on the regular and like are not under like don't understand the industry because they're well. too busy doing cocaine Be- yeah because they're too busy doing cocaine they're and taking d- away rights from trans I, people but they're all doing like, cocaine they're all doing allegedly cocaine and nobody is smoking weed and 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 so it's funny like it's it's like it's <laughs> it's almost like I liken it to like my grandma setting rules about how I can and cannot use my cell phone you know what I mean? It's like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> you know, like, this is, it's, it's. Why can't I from 7.30 to 8? Why is that rule in place? <laughs> yeah, what is that about? That's what this feels like to me. And I am glad to be on this side of the story and not the other. Mm. But but the federal government, you know, it's, they actually, they are starting to adapt to this new world. Uh, because I, I just, and I, I looked this up to make sure that I was correct. In order to, so before previous to marijuana being legalized in states you if you like applied for a job in the government fbi level basically you would have to just say no i've never done drugs mm-hmm. now it is you cannot have consumed marijuana products a year before you applied so <laughs> wow interesting they're wow. starting they're starting to update but but also it is kind of a thing where it's just like yeah it's getting to the point where it's like either either a year or you just admit that everybody who's applying is lying. And also, like, I wouldn't trust somebody who was like, I never did it at this point. Yeah, 100%. I wonder if in the future, I feel like this is going to end the way laws surrounding alcohol ended, where every state's, it's basically legal. The rules are basically the same, but every so often a state has like a special bonus rule. Yeah. I think they're called blue laws. Yes. Yeah, oh my laws. gosh. And I wonder, honestly, buy. honestly, call them green laws. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. And then like every so often you have one that's like, but not on the Lord's Day. And you're just yeah. like, yeah, that's how we do it in Utah or whatever. And you're just, and you just accept it. Like North Carolina has some of the weirder rules around where it, uh, alcohol can be sold in what type and when and where and on what days and what hours but it was just always that's how you get alcohol when i grew up yeah so when i came to new york and laws were different i was just like how arkansas was like 75 percent dry counties when i was growing yeah. up like really yeah. full-blown like dry nope, counties like yeah. none like no out and so like i remember friends of mine went to college in conway arkansas and they're like yeah we have to drive to the border liquor store. Yes. And then drive back with the alcohol to our dry county. Which is so funny though. At the time, at that age, I'd have been like, and that's fun. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Here's our Friday adventure to the liquor to store. The liquor yeah. store. Yeah. When I was when I was touring colleges, that was one of the, like the deciding factors for me because I had to tour a lot of Christian colleges in dry counties. And that was always my like, I would have to find the cool kid in the in the group to be like 
so what's the alcohol situation like in these parts? And a lot of time where they were like, this is a dry county. The closest liquor store is two hours that way. And you have to have a, a, a Arkansas driver's license or, or an Oklahoma driver's license or whatever. And it was like, that's crazy. I am not going to school. No, here. every <laughs> single place made you have an Arkansas driver's license. Yes. Blue laws are weird. <laughs> uh, which is crazy because that meant that I was the only person who could buy alcohol for my for friends, having, friends having an Arkansas driver's license. <laughs> But I truly think in 10 years, it's just going to be basically legal in every state, but also yeah. every state's going to have interesting it's rules. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's kind of how it is. I mean, the, and those like, will just never change because after that, everyone will be just be satisfied enough. Yeah. They're over. They're like, thank God we at least got that. Um, it's, it's fascinating get, going from different to different states now and like understanding like how, how to get weed. Cause like some states it's very, it is like, uh, you have to get a lot of approvals. And so then they come to New York and they're like, where do I get weed around here? I'm like, literally open any door, <laughs> any door. You can open it and just ask for weed. And if they don't have it, they can tell you where to find it. I know we're talking about weed, but I was like, I feel like I remember some weird things about even New York. So uh, around alcohol. Okay. So in June, 2023, Governor Kathy Hochul signed legislation that allows liquor and wine stores to be open from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. on Sundays, June of 2023. That recent? Previously, liquor stores in New York could only be open from noon to 9 p.m. And in 2016, a bill was signed into law that allowed restaurants to start serving alcohol at 10 a.m. on Sundays. So, like, I feel like I remember going into bodegas when I first moved here. If you went on, like, a bodega on Sunday morning, like, the bodega, like, would have, like, locks on the liquor in the morning. Yeah. I feel like I was like, I was like, am I making that up? I don't think I am. Sound off in I the comments. I think that's kind of how Big Mimosa took over brunch, though. Because <sighs> champagne and wine and beer are like different things than liquor. Yeah. What's going to happen to Big Mimosa? What's <laughs> yeah. Big Mimosa? Yeah. I'm curious about the timeline of that bill being passed that restaurants can serve alcohol earlier on Sunday and like the trajectory of the popularity of brunch drag, on social media. Drag brunch. On drag brunch, yeah. <laughs> it's like on all of the like Instagram moments. Just, like, Truly. Maybe Hochul just like discovered drag race and then wanted to go. It's like, <laughs> I gotta change these laws. She's like, I gotta see <laughs> Tina Burner at 10 a.m. I gotta see <laughs> Tina Burner at 10 a.m. Yeah. Jan, 10 a.m. <laughs> Write that down. Write that Governor down. Governor Hochul, big Tina burner head. Big, big Tina. Oh, my God. Of course. <laughs> oh, she should call her friends burnouts. Is that fun? Is that anything? <laughs> that, aren't they just called burners? Oh, or is they're that, burners. Or is that burning? Oh, that is burning. Me. I we've lost. Burning. We might have lost the thread. That's okay, though, because it's a podcast. That's it's what we do. podcast. <laughs> Also, losing the thread on while talking about marijuana is what it very seems in spirit brand. with the, the event. Very on brand. Weed is now legal in New York. I think, okay, I'm going to say something controversial about, about weed being legal in New York. I have found that over the last year, people smoking it outside uh, has lessened, or at least like kind of just like around, people are treating it more like smoking cigarettes. They're, yes. they're going away from people. That having been said, anyone who is smoking weed in a subway car oh fuck to quote oh my god what's her what's her to quote um Stephanie wendy williams get out and I, stay out oh, i was okay, saying sorry. wendy williams death death to them all <laughs> <laughs> but maybe maybe stephanie j block get out and stay out, is, get out, and stay is, out. Is, is a kinder way of approaching it but i would take weed over people eating food that requires utensils on the subway <laughs> I, I appreciate that. However, 
I, as somebody who does imbibe frequently, I am very specific to not do it before work so that I don't show up smelling like weed at work. I thought you meant imbibing like <laughs> open food. Too. And open I, was like, I was like, really? You eat Chinese food yeah. on the subway? Oh, yeah. I just use my hands. It's, it's a treat. <laughs> oh, it's see, that's treat. utensil free. <laughs> yeah. I was on the subway, packed subway, and this guy lights up and the entire cart revolts against this guy. And he's like, well, I know what to do. I don't know what to do. It's like, put it the fuck out and somebody literally grabbed it from his hand and like stepped on it and everybody was like we can't go to work smelling like marijuana i'm seeing more and more of people kind of revolting on on like bad subway behavior yeah opposite story Uh oh i had i had a time when i was in a subway car that was like half full and someone walked in and they started opening all the little top windows (laughs) one at a time and everyone was just kind of like curiously watching this there was nothing wrong with it and then at the very end, they started smoking, but all of us were like, well. <laughs> <laughs> they did open they the windows. They spent like three to four minutes really prepping us for all this. this at this it. point, it seems polite. <laughs> <laughs> we should just give it him for effort. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll head into our final section of the evening. We'll ask our guests to take a look back on our stories from the past six months and ask ourselves the questions. And ask ourselves the question, have we processed this? All right. So let's head back to our first story of the evening. Fox settles their Dominion lawsuit. $787 million. All right, boys. Have we processed this? Wow, that's almost how much you win on Big Brother these days. I think that <laughs> I think that we have processed this particular story, mostly because this thing in insularly is concluded, right? The Mm -hmm. trial is done. I think what's going to be interesting is that again, in a year's time, we're going to see an uptick in presidential election coverage, probably not even a year. And I'll be interested to see, like I discussed when we were discussing the topic, how this has evolved things, if at all. Yeah. I think for me, my question of like, have we processed this is like, yes to this story like it's it's i love fox news losing all that money question about how it actually gets paid if that actually does actually get paid out but for me like the thing that i feel like i'm still processing and like we as a country might be still processing is that like that lie that fox news said and continued to repeat knowing that it was wrong people still fervently believe that that is true right current elected official officials believe that that is true and it is not true. And their only source of information is Fox News. Still prevalent. It's still it's still around us. Like that cloud is going to be on our our elections for for the foreseeable future. Like everybody's there is never like that is like a tainted thing now that we have to fight against. Because yeah, how can they uh, believe in elections when they can't even elect their own speaker of the house? Spoiler oh. alert from when this is recorded. Hey. All right. <laughs> Moving on to our second story of the evening. Zoe Zephyr's censure in Montana. We'll start with John on this one. I was glad to have this to talk about this today because I hadn't followed it too much after this all initially happened. So doing like research on it today and like seeing about like, hey, where is Zoe now? And how is she doing and and in like we talked about like the work that she's still doing in the community and whatnot i feel like that experience like i feel like it for sure is processed but the the issue is still there like there are still a lot of trans bill anti-trans bills and 
a lot of people that are still like afraid to support trans people in the same way that they support homosexuals. I think that, like I talked about, I think this is the opposite. I think we're still processing this particular thing because I think it's still ongoing, mm -hmm. especially for Zypher, you know, won't return until 2024. I'll be really fascinated to see what that reintroduction into the sphere looks like for them. I do appreciate, as I mentioned when we were discussing, that it feels like more and more people are aware of when these things happen. Mm -hmm. And certain politicians' ability to use legal means to silence people is getting more backlash and attention. Because I feel like that's what people that I often disagree with and sometimes agree with hide behind is the ability to use those methods like censoring, which is something that was, I looked up the history of it a little bit. It was in place for very serious issues. Like a lot of things were, and now it's being Anything. used yeah. for just, I think they're whiny. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, Republicans will use the term insurrection because somebody sneezed in the wrong direction and they'll be like, yeah. oh, that was, and it's like, no, no, come on. I just tapped my temple on a podcast. That was <laughs> a famously visual medium. <laughs> visual medium. Visual medium. Visual medium. All right. And we'll uh, finish with our last story of the night. Uh, Delaware becomes the 22nd state to legalize marijuana. Have we processed the fact? Foster? Uh, uh, sorry, I'm stoned. Uh, that was a question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's great that I can go to Delaware and and toke up <laughs> with uh you know our the bidens and, and yeah and 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 those dogs maybe get to pet those dogs in, in wilmington <laughs> i was like maybe it'll mellow up some of those dogs out all <laughs> those dogs, dogs out. out yeah yeah mm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm glad you brought this topic in chris i feel very validated thank you thank you for that because i also know jdp would have like not the opposite opinion but just like another viewpoint yeah. on it no i'm all for it yeah i'm absolutely all for it but i feel more mundane politicians would be like fuck it whatever you want i don't care i am tired of hearing about that, this but i yeah i read that and i was like i was like this sounds like what jw's opinion would be it's just like i am done <laughs> and i will say the one nerds. thing we didn't we didn't bring up because that that ended up being a more lighthearted discussion topic is the nice thing about more and more states making it legal or at least is that it decriminalizes it. Yes. So it the takes away justice. the ability for some very bigoted means of arresting folks. Uh -huh. Yes. Uh -huh. It 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 allows for that since, you know, we there isn't a study around about uh the illegality surrounding marijuana that doesn't also conclude that black and brown folks are disproportionately affected negatively yeah. by it. So I'm glad that my hope, I should say, I'm not so glad, I don't know if there's any stats on this yet, but my hope is that as more and more states legalize it, that that will be something of a distant memory. And also on top of that, of like, it's it's the only way right now that when they're handing out licenses in New York State is the only way that you can get one of those is to have been incarcerated for marijuana use like that's like one of the first bars before you can like get get a license like it did mm -hmm. the system do you wrong by saying that this was illegal we had to hope that the the restitution piece of all of this actually happens yeah, uh, yeah, yeah and then of course the sure. other part now becomes as well as like the tax benefit from that actually like starts to pay into helping everyone yeah yeah, yeah. 
but of course that's going to be of course they're making that like the hardest part both of those things they're making those things the hardest part of course i can't uh, believe it took us this long to anything that sh- can be taxed you would think more people would be like ready to pull the trigger on <laughs> i i feel like i i I read recently that like Colorado has so much money now in their government because they're taxing marijuana that they're like basically giving every kid a free MacBook Pro. <laughs> like yeah. it's like it's crazy the amount of money that this could bring in and like revive states' economy. Welcome to Colorado. <laughs> yeah, here's your MacBook in. Pro. <laughs> that was we my... can't remember our passwords, but we got them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All you need is your face, man. <laughs> 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 that was our Denver accent work, everybody. Yeah, classic Denver. Denver classic Denver. <laughs> Took you all right straight to... Yeah, let's go climb some mountains. <laughs> right to the unsinkable Molly Brown's house. <laughs> JW and John, I want to thank you both so much for joining us on this episode of Let's Process This. Thanks for having me. Do y'all have anything you would like to plug before we sign out? I'll let Foster go first because he's always... He's always in it. He's always he's always getting it done. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm always hustling, but I don't I honestly don't think that I have anything to plug that's going on right now. The, the, I, Foster, I, the I grind have, never stops. You I scream just, that at me every is, morning. The thing is, I have all these NDAs that I can't and I'm not Nasha Lopez, so I can't just like go back on them. You know what I mean? Um, real busy. Follow me at Instagram at John Foss, J O N F O S T. And when those not when those NDAs Drop. Oh, look, look for those stories. Oh, yeah. man. I got some things on Cheetah Rivera you wouldn't believe. Perfect. <laughs> and um, if you liked my voice but want two other different voices than <laughs> Poppas and Foster, you can hear it on Pod Leadem. That's Top Model Podcast spelled backwards. We are currently in the guys and girls cycle, and we do an episode by episode, cycle by cycle recap of the original America's Next top model and like chris said in his very lovely intro highest rated we love to see it we love to see it all right dear listeners thank you so much for tuning in again this week and please 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 go touch some grass hello wonderful listeners you've made it to our outro you must be a fan and we love it if you want to help us out go follow let's process this pod on instagram and while you're at it follow alani beha who did the amazing portrait that you see in our show art links for both of those will be in the show notes we also have an official gmail account so feel free to send us any stories that you think we will need to talk about in six months and we'll give you a shout out on the pod and as always make sure that you leave those five star reviews to help other listeners find our show we could not do it without you 